Welcome to Water Spout, brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Water Spout offers a behind-the-scenes look at how we conduct our work, the research, the projects, our partnerships, and most important, how we serve the community by balancing the needs of water for the environment, businesses, and the people in the Sunshine State. Welcome to this episode of Water Spout. I'm your host, Tiffany Cowie, and today we're going to learn about what the district is doing to preserve one of Florida's most precious gifts, our springs. I'm joined by the district's Water Conservation Coordinator, Deirdre Irwin, and Regional Water Supply Planning Coordinator, Joy Copejohn. Thank you, ladies, both of you, for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, so tell me, why is water supply planning so important? Um, I think what I like to explain when I'm when I'm discussing this topic is um, springs are really important in Florida. We know that. But the district's water supply planning rule is so important for the long-term protection of those particular resources. So all five water management districts are legislatively mandated to prepare water supply plans if there is a resource constraint, meaning if the aquifer is getting lower, if there are lakes, rivers, or springs that are showing impact from over-pumping in the aquifer. So these water supply plans look at 20 years. They consider how many people will live in that region for in 20 years, what the typical water use is, and how are we going to supply adequate water to that region for the next 20 years. And Joy is in charge of developing the plan for one of those regions. So maybe... Yeah, so I'm responsible for the Central Springs East Coast region, which includes Northern Lake County, Marion, Volusia, uh, Brevard, Indian River, and Okeechobee counties. And in, in the Central Springs East Coast, or CSEC planning region, as, as we fondly refer to it, um, there are actually six outstanding Florida Springs as designated by the Florida legislature. So um, we, yes, springs are, tend to be a constraint in terms of limiting uh, fresh water withdrawals from the aquifer. Um, so one of the things that we consider in, in the water supply plan is at what point are withdrawals or will withdrawals ca cause significant harm to the springs. And um, our MFLs, or minimum flows and levels group, they set that limit. So it's my job to evaluate based on current water use, based on current consumption, are we meeting those spring minimum flows? And if not, develop projects so that we can um, meet those flows. I look at current status of the MFLs and also future, like Deirdre said, mm -hmm. out 20 years. Um, so a plan is really important in that it provides a list of projects so that we can meet the needs water needs of Floridians while also protecting the water resources, including springs. And you have one of the plans. So how many does the district as a whole have? Yeah, so we have three planning regions. In addition to the CSEC region, we also have the North Florida Partnership, and those are the northern counties. And we actually, that water supply plan is developed um, 
cooperatively with the Swanee River Water Management District. And then to the south um, of the CSEC region, we have the Central Florida Water Initiative, or CFWI. And that plan is, all, is actually in partnership with three different water management districts, um, St. John's, Southwest Florida, and South Florida. So when we have these plans in place, and we have plans for all three of those areas, so it covers the whole district, how do we work with uh, local utilities or governments to implement these? Yeah, so fortunately, um, you know, I have two, in my planning region, there are two springs that are either in prevention or recovery. We have um, Silver Springs in, in uh, Marion County and Volusia Blue Spring in Volusia County. And we actually have a really close relationship with, with the utilities in, in both of those areas. Um, and we meet monthly, actually, to coordinate, to talk about, uh, you know, uh, progress on projects, to brainstorm additional um, projects, to talk about, you know, any issues utilities are having. Um, so we really, it's very important to have um, good partnerships, um, especially with the utilities. And um, we're fortunate in both of those areas to have really good relationships. I can see that that would be helpful. Deirdre, what would you say are, we're pushing for water conservation, and especially in your role as water conservation coordinator, mm -hmm. what, what, what part do you play in helping to make sure that utilities specifically know about our water supply plans and what projects are available? Um, so as water conservation coordinator, I am involved in each of the three plans. So I meet with the team every month. I work with the utilities to take a regional approach for water conservation. So in CSEC, that would be meeting with all of the utility directors to talk about what is the best approach to conservation to delay these more expensive alternative supplies in order to protect the springs in particular. So bringing to them knowledge we've learned from another region might be part of it. So CFWI, Central Florida, was the first plan to be developed, and we've learned so much from implementing that plan that I like to bring that information to the other regions so that they can maximize water conservation on that regional approach. Okay, I can see that. And I can also see how you would both be working together mm -hmm. often on that. Yep, absolutely. All right, we'll pick up here in just a minute. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll see you back here. The St. John's River Water Management District is committed to preserving and protecting Florida's water resources for generations to come. From improving water use efficiency and reclaiming water for reuse to managing water resources in times of wet and dry periods, the St. John's River Water Management District is taking action on conserving Florida's precious waters. To learn more, visit sjrwmd.com. Welcome back to Water Spout. I'm your host, Tiffany Cowie, and today I'm joined by the district's Water Conservation Coordinator, Deirdre Irwin, and Regional Water Supply Planning Coordinator, Joy Cokejohn. We're delving into the importance of springs restoration projects and their successes in critical locations. So, Joy, you had shared before the break that we have a number of outstanding Florida springs in your area, mm -hmm. and we have projects that you have worked to develop in coordination and cooperation with others. Mm -hmm. Can you share specifically what some ideas are that we see in some of these plans to make an impact? Absolutely. You know, we talked about um, the water supply component, um, ensuring enough flow in the spring. So many projects 
um, help to restore flow to the springs. Um, in addition, we also have a lot of water quality projects that actually help to improve water quality. So that's what we see mostly in terms of um, project implementation to help restore springs. Um, Probably a project that I, one of my favorite projects is the Ocala Wetland Recharge Park um, in the city of Ocala, and that particular project helps to protect um, Silver Springs. So that is a project in which they utilize reclaim water, and they run the reclaim, this is excess reclaim water, so they don't have necessarily a customer to use it, so they use the reclaim water they send it through a series of constructed wetlands. And what those wetlands do, although the, the reclaimed water is treated to advanced standards, the wetlands um, polish, kind of polish the water. They really do a really great job at removing the nutrients. And then this is in an area with very high recharge. So this water that is treated to a very high standard um, is then recharged in the upper Florida aquifer. And this is important for Silver Springs for, for two reasons. One, if they were to just spray the reclaimed water in a spray field or some other disposal uh, technique, those higher nutrients would be eventually entering the groundwater. Um, so the wetlands, you know, help to treat that water. And then two, it, it's providing recharge to the upper Florida, which is the source of Silver Springs. Um, I, I have to say, you know, this is a very beautiful park. Um, lots of wildlife, lots of birds, beautiful vegetation. So I would encourage anyone, if they're in Ocala, to stop by and, and check it out. I've had the opportunity to go there and see it firsthand, and it is, it's a beautiful example of how you can make a project also work for your community. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it is in an underserved part of the community, so it really, I think the residents, the people of Ocala, they absolutely love it. I, I love it too, mm -hmm. and that's a great way to share, I think, with our audience the specifically what we might see as a project because they, they are it's easier once you share, I think, to understand these projects are not just what we put on a plan on paper and then put on a shelf. They're actually implemented yeah. throughout every year because we are we're requiring people, utilities specifically, to, to work on projects and implement those. Deirdre, what is your experience with working with utilities to make sure that they are educated about, about this type of work? Um, so I have developed a working group by re Water Supply Planning Region with the conservation coordinators for every utility. So we meet quarterly or maybe even more frequently I bring in speakers, they share the projects they're working on, and it's been a fabulous resource for utilities to share their best ideas, how they implement them, what works, what doesn't work, and how you bring that to your service area and to your public. So um, that's probably been one of the most successful approaches is these collaborative meetings we have by region. Um, to educate the utilities. And then of course with Springs it's so easy to educate the public because they all love springs. Florida, we have the largest concentration of springs in the world and um, Florida is famous for its springs, so it's a very easy message for utilities to say we are protecting the springs, therefore we're doing this project. Do, I'll, I'll ask each of you, Joy, I'll start with you. You work so closely with springs working with our water supply planning. Do you have a personal favorite spring that you enjoy? Mm. I would have to say my favorite spring is Juniper Spring, and that is within the Ocala National Forest. Um, it is actually, they have a beautiful 
it has a beautiful spring run where um, pre-COVID you could rent canoes and go down the spring run. I'm hoping that they start that up again. But it, it's, it's a little challenging because it can be narrow at times. But it, it's beautiful. It's, it's pristine. It, and it just shows you, you know, what we're trying to protect beautiful. I love hearing that you like to get out there and enjoy the resource that you're working every day to protect in the office. Oh, absolutely. That's a great opportunity. Deirdre, what about you? Um, I think it would have to be Wakiva Springs because when I first moved to Florida, that was the first spring that I visited. And when we have guests visiting us, we've always taken them to Wakiva and it just blows people away. What you know, the volume of water coming out of that spring and the fact that you can jump in in December and it's still pleasant to be in. So I would say Wakiva. Okay, all right. So I think I would say Silver Springs. I really enjoy that they have a boat tour tour opportunity out there. So I've enjoyed taking my family so we could see, you know, the clear water that you can see down to the bottom. I mean, it's just amazing to see that that it's actually not man-made, right? Mm -hmm. Because it is so pristine and I mean what a what a special job to be able to work to protect the springs so um, I think Deirdre for conservation specifically Mm -hmm. because it is so important to keep our springs where they are and and when we notice that they're not where they should be that we're doing the work that Mm -hmm. that we need to happen how do we make sure that we keep those relationships going and make sure we have the most updated information. I know you shared that you're really looking at taking the best information from one region and sharing with the other. And I think that that's a special opportunity that you have that information to share. Yeah, Um, so I've worked hard to develop relationships with the University of Florida Extension Service and the folks who work in the Center for Landscape Ecology. And they have developed some new tools that are available to utilities for quantifying conservation. So historically, conservation was something we did and we never knew if it really worked or didn't work. And now we have the tools to see on a geospatial database. You can drill in on a subdivision and by the color of the homes on this database, you can see how much water they're using. So that has been the biggest breakthrough because it means a conservation person knows which homes to focus on. Historically, they would have just sent out flyers to everyone. Now they can send a text or a message saying, you're using more water than your neighbors. And we know from social science at the university that people are most influenced by their peer group and that if they know they're using more than all their neighbors, they might change behavior. So a lot of this is very science-based, and um, the relationship we have with the universities and the utilities to all share this information has just been really um, life-changing in a way. It's made my job so much easier. I mean, I I can imagine if I got one of those texts, it would definitely make me change my behavior. You've both been so helpful, and I think helped to educate our audience about this topic today. Thank you for stopping by to talk with us. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our conversation today about protecting Florida Springs. We hope you'll tune in for our next episode of Water Spout. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to subscribe so you have firsthand access to future content. Until next time, use your water wisely. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Water Spout. To hear more episodes, find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Connect with the district on social media or visit sjrwmd.com for more information on today's topic.